Welcome to She Grows. We're here to walk through topics that we all deal with in everyday life. I'm Danielle Doss. And I'm Jen Matthews. And we are here to arm you with the hope and peace that comes straight from the gospel. We're going to leave out the fluff and chase down the truth. So whether you're driving, doing laundry, working out, we hope you find truth and encouragement. Let's grow together. Hey, friends, we are back. Friends, plural, because there's more than just Jen and myself. Myself being Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Uh, We've got a special friend with us today. Her name is Jen Lane, and she has been very close to us for quite some time. But Jen, I would love for you to introduce yourself. There's two Jens today, so don't be confused. Uh, Tell us a little bit about who you are here with us and elsewhere because you wear very many hats. Excellent. (laughs) Hey, everybody. My name is Jen Lane. I'm usually called by my whole name, so I'm used to that. (laughs) Um, Here at Cultivate, I have had the great pleasure of serving on the production team for many, many years Mm -hmm. now and getting to be a leader there. Um, I've been involved in First Impressions. I lead a a she small group, actually, at my house for Mm -hmm. the 40 and up ladies. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I am there. I was like, hang on a second. Hang on. You can come next semester. Oh, that's such a win in a way. (laughs) It's the best. We'll call that bittersweet. (laughs) Right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's me. I have a husband named Marcus and a 15 year old son named Dean who has grown up in this church. I know. It just blows my mind. Um, many affectionately of you, known as the old man yes. child. The mm-hmm. old man child, mm-hmm. now the old man teen. He's taller than oh, all of us. Uh, <laughs> um, he's a grown man. And in my day job, I am a professor at the University of Montevallo. I teach theater management and production in the theater department there. So cool. Ah! I love it. She's been a part of our creative process for quite some time here, and I adore her. Anytime that I ever get to serve with Jen Lane, I'm just like, it's always the funnest. I do say your name, your full name. Yeah, it's always the full name. That's funny. I really do. Yeah. But it's always, it's a joy. It's, I mean, we have, we laugh our dang heads off every single time because something inevitably will just go awry. (laughs) You know what else is funny? She's the person you want to go something awry with. (laughs) Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. If if you guys could see um, body language, I would show you some very funny things, but. Well, that's very vague on the podcast. I'm like, how am I sitting? Let me just explain to you. Does anybody, do y'all are familiar with Kermit the Frog? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The flailing, everything's going wrong, hands up in the air. That's a a common uh, interaction with us. But you know what I've noticed too on my schedule? And I guess maybe everyone will now know this is a way I love on them. But if I think somebody's been in a difficult season, I'll be like, I'm going to put them with Jen. Oh, thank you. This will feel perfect. good to everybody. And I, I just kind of realized recently that that's where I put you on the schedule. You know what why? I'm scheduling. It's because I'm like, Jen you know. Lane feels like home. Yeah, it's a comfort. She's everybody's mama. Yes. I'm gonna cry now. Thank yeah. you. We have tissues. tissues. I'm an Enneagram too. <laughs> that is of true. Course. <laughs> That's true. Of course. Yep. Well, okay. So this is gonna be fun because we got a great group here to talk. Um, but we're heading into. Or our smack dab in the middle of mm-hmm. holidays. Today yes. is Thanksgiving. Eek. Happy Thanksgiving. Yay. Happy Thanksgiving. And if you had to guess, I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. We are not recording this on Thanksgiving. No. We are stupid with food right now. <laughs> I will be in a food coma watching Jaws. Yes. Oh, Jaws? Jaws. That's funny. <laughs> That's fun. Okay. So th- movies are a big deal 
on Thanksgiving. I guess because yeah. you do end up on the TV. For me, I have a lot of memories of like the the marathons of um, <laughs> Back to the Future. I yeah. was like, what's the name? I feel like Back to the Future and Rocky is always on on Thanksgiving when I was yep. growing up. Mm. Danielle, do you have a Thanksgiving TV situation? Well, always the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Definitely. It's my True. very favorite. I will, I'm like That's coffee getting ready. in hand. I don't <laughs> care about any. But, you know, everyone talks about going to see a movie on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And the reality has hit me. I was like, people are just peopled out mm-hmm. yes. at that point. And I'm like, that's genius. Yeah. Add to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. yeah. So TV obviously becomes a part of it, whether it's people passed out in front of the TV or getting ready to the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Um, but let's just be honest. Besides the main blah, blah, we'll get to it. Gratitude part of Thanksgiving. Yes. The main yes. heart of it. It's the food, it right? Is. It's the food. So I want a high and low from everybody. What's your favorite thing and your I ain't touching it thing? I am a connoisseur of canned cranberry sauce. Yes. 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 It is the correct type. And I have to have the end piece with the can indentions in it. Oh, that's funny. I will fight you for it. I have my grandmother's crystal cranberry server. Yes. (laughs) That I get out every year. It still has a price tag on it. She would come back from the grave and haunt me if she knew that but it cost her $3.99 at the Eckerd's in probably the 70s I don't even know when she got this thing I don't remember life without this thing but I have that and that is what the cranberry sauce goes on nice I love it zero prep for that too zero prep okay what's the the low I despise deviled eggs oh Oh, they have mayonnaise. I can't eggs. do it. You know what's so funny mm. is that I want to say nobody gets a right to judge because everybody has their yep. high and low. And then somebody will say something like they don't like deviled eggs. I know. And you're like, <laughs> oh, we might and need I, to stop I feel this podcast. very passionate about how people eat their cranberry sauce, too. Because yeah. if it's not out of the can, then I'm like, well, what's the point? I will be honest. I like both. But it's they're fair. entirely different foods very to different. me. I agree. It's entirely agree. different. And I like both. And I will put both like, on my plate. Like, <laughs> Oh, somebody's making both? Sometimes. Y'all to do. Sometimes. Oh, my sister's fancy. fancy. Yeah. Okay. You know, she yeah. makes fancy things. I married yeah. into a family that makes homemade cranberry sauce. And for years, I didn't want to be rude. But now I just bring a can. Yeah. Before with them, I just bring, bring my ocean spray. <laughs> ocean spray is, I mean, if they have one thing going for them, That's it's it. the cranberries or the cranberry gel. You know what I loved? I saw a commercial recently about it, and it was like the wiggle. They were all wiggling at the table. It was so funny. But then they slipped in like a somebody drinking cranberry juice later. I was like, nobody does that. <laughs> Only if you have a urinary tract infection it's do you true. drink cranberry juice. <laughs> Gross. and somebody out there went oh goodness oh i do like cranberry juice oh i do okay well i don't want to hear your high and low then (laughs) 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 i kid i kid what's your best your favorite and your hate i love sweet potato casserole Mm -hmm. Mm. okay Mm -hmm. okay. i like just sweet potatoes period so i don't care how you make it i love sweet potatoes i love mm, that's my favorite i think my low would probably be a green bean casserole. Yeah. <gasps> I love green bean casserole. I think if it's prepared right. Yeah. But it's just not. I've had different versions of it. Yeah. But I think the traditional version is not my favorite. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can take it or leave it. Mm. I love it. I it's not going to take up real estate on my plate. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Oh, I can't forget the dressing. Yeah. Dang. That oh. I think that goes without saying. It goes does. without saying. Yeah. We'll just make sure that's at the top of the pyramid here. Yes. That yeah. trumps all the highs. Absolutely. Dressing. 
and then which can be made so many different ways we won't even get into <laughs> that could be a whole other episode, all the different right. things we're not even talking like turkey or ham no but i'm all about to <laughs> I bet you are. You know I am. <laughs> <laughs> My absolute low of lows is ham. Oh, love it. And uh, one year, my mom got a turkey that was specifically cooked under a ham. So the ham juices fell on the turkey. It was planned that it was, way. Yeah, they yeah. did it on purpose. Like, it was wherever she bought the turkey from, it was that. So it sweetened. Da, 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 da. Anyway, she tried to keep this a secret. And it took one bite of turkey. And I was like, Whoa. Uh uh-uh. uh, what happened to this? She was like, "Oh my god, you like really don't like it, do you?" I was like, "No, but I appreciate the dirty trick here." Like, <laughs> it was like a test. Something yeah, I would like, do. I've done that to Brandon notice. with coffee. They'll never. He doesn't. He really likes it. <laughs> and they did that to me. I was like, I really despise ham, and not in any version will I eat ham. <laughs> I equally hate pecans, which is my ish about sweet potato oh, casserole. Yeah. Luckily, Fair. everybody loves the top of that, so they don't mind if I peel off the crust and just eat the potatoes yeah, from underneath. Gosh, when you get a good <laughs> pecan with it, so good. No, but I think my high would. I mean, I think macaroni and cheese is a duh. Mm-hmm. So I will say like a good squash casserole Ooh, is yeah. probably my oh, other. Interesting. I don't think we've ever had that for Thanksgiving. It's hit or miss if it arrives or not. But yeah. when it does, I just, no matter where I am, I love a good squash casserole. Squash casserole is good. You know and that's what? such a bizarre thing. To I do. Oh, I love a good squash casserole. Uh-huh. Yes. So good. You know what is, this is not on point, but it is. We have potato salad. I don't feel like that's a Thanksgiving thing. And no. so I get, okay. I don't feel like we do. Okay. I tried to explain that, but <laughs> Brandon's very pro this dish. And I so, mean, I love potato salad. But so. it doesn't feel like it's a Thanksgiving. I just want room for it. There's so many other things. It's yeah. not going to take up real estate. That's right. I'm going to be honest. No meat of any sort takes up real estate on my Thanksgiving plate. <laughs> yeah, I don't eat turkey. The sides. Oh, yeah, it's all sides. It's the dressing and what it's paired with. Yes. Yeah. Cranberry yes. sauce. That's right. Cranberry <laughs> sauce. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I have another question. Mm -hmm. Is your Christmas tree already up? Absolutely not. (gasps) And I don't judge those who have theirs up. I just have no time. Fair. This is always a crazy busy time of year. I opened a show last night. We also have a new kitty who's never lived in a house before. We adopted her. And my other cat, for those of you who have met him, is... A special little boy, <laughs> Captain Jack. So your tree's going um, down anyways. <laughs> we're, we're concerned. We're in prayer for the tree. <laughs> Captain Jack did all right last year, but I don't know how this new one's going to do. Oh, that's so funny. So we'll see. We'll be living in the tree. Yes. That's so funny. But we have two when we put them up, and we'll do it the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. 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 Fun. Yeah. Fun. I have what I would call my decorative tree. It's just like the small tree. It's like a six-foot tree. Yeah. So normal size tree is up and my decorations are up but my real like the big this is the christmas tree tree is not up yet and not because of any other reason christmas tree yeah it's the big one and it's for no other reason than lack of time like i thought it would be up by now and it's not i just it's so much work i want to enjoy it for Mm -hmm. a long time and that's why i put it up early if it makes me happy just stay out of my house Mm -hmm. if you don't like it (laughs) Yeah, I can't don't get judge. all bored with the conversation of like, it's too early. Da, yeah, da, da. I'm, like, I'm like, well, just don't come over. I didn't fine. invite it's you. It makes you happy, do it. Yeah. We leave ours up through Epiphany. So ours mm. stays up through January 12th. But that's mostly because my son's birthday is the 5th. And he's always wanted to stay up through oh, his birthday. Absolutely, yeah. yes. And I will speak to the fact that people will say that we're skipping Thanksgiving 
just but I adore Thanksgiving. There yeah. is no part of my heart sure. life or anything that skips Thanksgiving right. just because there's a tree in my house. Yeah. So I would like to just put that out there since nobody can argue with me on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, other than you guys, but you're not I going saw to the funniest. <laughs> conversation about Christmas music before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Oh. It said, well, when y'all start writing some Thanksgiving bangers, they will right? yeah. There we go. There we go. I've never. <laughs> there are Thanksgivings. There's, we gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. But what else is there? I don't even know that one, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that was brand new to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the Baptist Thank jingle. you for being a friend. That's probably Thanksgiving-ish, right? <laughs> Just thank you. That's what I'm like. I think maybe like that would go to more towards like worship songs because you're grateful. <laughs> right. I don't know. What about you, Danielle? Is your tree up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I learned we don't typically have a lot of plans for like Veterans Day and the kids are always out of school. So we've made that our we're going to go ahead and tackle oh, that's it. That's a great idea. You said veterans and I thought Memorial and I thought, wow. <laughs> But that's early. We've been ready since Valentine's Day. My Christmas ornaments are dusty already. (laughs) But we will take our Christmas tree down like almost immediately after Christmas. Yeah, Yeah. I'll do. I'll do the same. By then, I just need a clean, fresh start. Yeah, like blank. Everything blank. Don't even put up the regular stuff back. Blank. Well, it's more of a ripping off the bandaid for me because it's just got to happen, and I'm sad about it. So I'll just get it done. True. So the podcast is called Peaks and Pits, and these are absolutely some of our peaks. Yes. Um, and obviously part of that comes with just the practice of gratitude, period. Yeah. Um, because hopefully we're all kind of in the practice of a daily or a regular gratitude, just realizing what all God's blessed us with. Um, but specifically on this day, on this season, this week, I think the, I think a week is fair to say I s- yeah. specifically give Thanksgiving yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, it's just such a beautiful time um, of gratitude. That's but right. with gratitude, with it, it brings nostalgia. It brings thoughts and memories and all the things walking into the holidays. And that brings pits. That's right. Or can. Yeah, you know what's interesting is, um, well... Just because a calendar date rolls around and it's Thanksgiving and, you know, soon to be Christmas, it doesn't mean that sorrow or pain or sickness or death just decide to take off a season. Mm -hmm. Like those are things that are happening or have happened this past year or have happened in years past. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, yes, we have all these peaks, but we are also very aware of walking into a season with pits because Mm -hmm. we have either experience or we're walking with someone or uh, somebody's just received bad news of these tragedies that are taking place. And yet we know that joy and grief can coincide. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's the hope of this conversation today is to be able to talk about what that looks like. Um, unfortunately, we all sit at this table with great loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's something that nobody wants to be in part of this club. Yeah. But I think what we've all like, understood is that grief is not just this one-time event right right. that it happens and I don't think that there's this timeline of when it doesn't happen and I think if anything it's probably exaggerated even more during the holidays because you're reminded of the absences of your life Mm -hmm. and so um, I'm just excited because okay let's just say this honestly when we're talking about walking through seasons of missing someone um, we're not moving just in a direction of letting go but we're moving forward yeah in this direction of 
we no longer have this person in our life, but we have the impact of that person in our life. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like moving into the holidays? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it is crazy how much it's amplified. And I think that is because there is just all those nostalgia and the memories. And, um, so I know just for some context last year, um, I lost my granddad and my mother-in-law. You, Danielle, have recently lost your father-in-law. Right. And then, Jen, you've lost your mom. Right. And um, are we at two years almost? 19 yes. months tomorrow. Sorry, 21 months tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Which I is also her birthday. <gasps> tomorrow. So, very timely. Good Real Lord. today, tomorrow, or um, Thanksgiving tomorrow? Uh, so today, tomorrow. <laughs> today, <18th>. tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening. tomorrow? We're just confusing you for no reason. Passed. <laughs> Send her a late birthday card to Jen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is such a, and that's why we've got this table is this table because you're right. Nobody wants to be in this club, but we have all walked through it and are continuing to walk through it. Yeah. Well, and the truth is, is maybe, maybe you have not walked through it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a staggering um, statistic out there that 100% of us will lose someone or we will ultimately pass away like yeah. it's a hundred percent and yeah. so <laughs> that's that checks <laughs> i was hoping i would catch you off guard with i was that. like oh my god she just told me i'm gonna die <laughs> oh wait i will die <laughs> uh, but like, i probably will that but i think one thing especially in the american culture especially mm -hmm. let's just be honest even in the caucasian culture like it's a no must no fuss like we're gonna go through this moment of we'll give you a week right. to grief and yeah. it's uncomfortable to be able to sit with someone in their grief Yeah, because it's, it is uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but we don't stop someone from celebrating birthdays. Like mm -hmm. we don't stop someone. We're not like, Oh, that's an old hat. Just move on. Mm -hmm. And so in the same hand, we don't stop from recognizing and noticing someone with a loss. Yeah. And so, um, well, and part of it, um, that I've noticed after walking through it and, and I've noticed this at different seasons in life, walking through different big things mm -hmm. is that you don't know how to respond until you've walked through it yourself. Right. And mm -hmm. so now that we're in a place to walk through it with you, we want you to feel seen in mm -hmm. this season that, um, that it is okay to keep, I almost use the word celebrating. You don't celebrate grief, but you celebrate the person. Yeah. And, um, it does just keep happening. Right. Yeah. And another thing is grief is not linear. It changes. 100%. And you're completely fine one day and then you're completely not. And it has no rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. It can be a scent. It can be, oh gosh, a Publix TV commercial made me fall apart the other day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to not watch those. But it was a girl calling her mom just because she had the recipe, but she called and asked all these questions about how to make grandma's pie and yeah. all these things just because she wanted to be with her mom, mm -hmm. you know, and I was in shambles after that. My husband was like, I'll just turn the TV off now, you know, <laughs> but it doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you said, you know, you are moving forward mm -hmm. in it and it's going to be with you because that person isn't coming back mm -hmm. and you don't need to move on from that. You, But you do need to understand how to incorporate that loss as a new part of your life to navigate. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I The TV caught me the other day because mm -hmm. I can't remember what movie came on. But uh, my husband and my kid were, some, were watching something and I just... <gasps> 
Kathy's, Kathy's always here when this is on. Like, she's always here when this yeah. is on. And it's like, it made me kind of look around and I thought, oh my gosh. Like, it was this moment of sad mixed with this, like, beautiful, okay, I'm so grateful for that moment that made me feel her right here. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what grief, you know, it's this constant, like, hey, hey, it's still okay. She's still right here. Like it's still, and obviously as believers, we don't, we know she's not right here. Like we right. know, um, but, but the they're in a much better place. But yeah, it's very it's present. That's it. Yeah. 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 So what does that look like for you, Jen, moving in? This is not your first Christmas. This right. is not your first Thanksgiving. What, well, walk us through what that moving forward looks like for you. Okay. I think after you lose somebody that close to you, because I've lost grandparents, I've lost friends, but losing my mom was unlike anything I've ever experienced. And it was slow, but it was also quick. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of an oxymoron. But, um, you know, the first few weeks, you're just in a blur. I think the first time I saw both of you after I had lost her, Danielle and I had lunch, and I don't I, know, I remember that we went to Tzatziki's and that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. But everything was just a blur. I don't yeah. remember teaching my classes for the rest of that semester. I just remember being in a haze. And it's almost like the lines between heaven and earth are blurry because she was just here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every day you count and those benchmarks, it's further and further. It's longer and longer since you've heard their voice, since you've held their hand. Yeah, And that will never get easier, you know. But um, – I think once we got to the holidays last year, the blur had kind of stopped. Focus had started to return, but then the nerves kicked up for me and for my dad. My dad was adamant that we not be upset at Christmas. We're going to make Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything a really happy time for Dean. Well, my son was 14, and this happened to him too. Mm -hmm. So he understood, and he was worried about us. You know, Dean's an Mm -hmm. old soul. So he was like, how are you navigating this, you know? But um, my dad did not come for Thanksgiving last year. He chose to stay at home and go to some friend's house. And it was just the three of us at my house, and it was extremely low-key. And I remember just the heaviness and the absence of the phone call with my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about her not being there. And honestly, I hadn't spent a Thanksgiving with my parents in probably close to 25 years. Wow. Because when I moved to New York, I couldn't go home for Thanksgiving. I was in New York for a decade, mm-hmm. you know. And then since we've been here, we've had a couple of Thanksgivings with them. But most of the time, we host students who can't go home. Mm-hmm. And which is so, so cool. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. Um, I have one coming yeah. this year. Aww, so that's yay. exciting. Good. Um, but Christmas came and my dad was like, I will be at your house for a week. I cannot be in this house. I am not putting up a decoration. I will look at the decorations at your house. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so he came and my husband did a very sweet thing. My husband is a softie. Mm-hmm. Um, he bought an ornament in honor of my mom and gave it to my dad the day he got there so that um, he would feel included in our family Christmas going forward Aww. and so that my mom would have a place. Mm-hmm. That's Which beautiful. I thought was really beautiful. Yeah. And so um, thoughtful. I thought it was really sweet. The funeral director who handled mom's arrangements and everything also gave us a little angel ornament with her name on it. And so we have that on the tree. And so she was very much a presence, but there was that empty chair. Yeah. You know? And I think the thing that has hit me really just in life, but especially at the holidays, as I look around, I'm like, my mom would love that. Mm-hmm. Because if you look on my mom's Facebook page, her profile picture is the last uh, flower arrangement she made. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a Christmas flower arrangement with little red ornaments in it. And she loved decorating. She would go out to Dollar Tree and Dollar General and all these little places and buy things and just make magic out of them, yeah. you know, to decorate her house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just loved it. And so I just see touches of her everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so sometimes that's hard, but also sometimes it's really, really comforting yeah. to look and say, okay, well, she would really love that. So I'm going to yeah. put it in my house. That caused a lot of money to be spent at the Old Time Pottery last year. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I bet mom would love this. So. <laughs> and what are they going to say to you? Really? Just continue to buy. Just whatever a, you need to I do. I bought a blow-up flamingo with a Santa hat and put it in my front yard. That's funny. Yeah. She loved flamingos. Mom would love this. She's great. <laughs> so... Yeah. I use that as an excuse to go to the beach. Oh, it's yes. Kathy's favorite place. Let's go to the beach. See? Yeah, I love I, the beach. <laughs> I love talking to you specifically. And I know that um, whenever like you're listening to this podcast, you're like, who likes to talk about grief? But I think there's an aspect of, well, one, it's the vulnerability, but also I th- whatever life change happens, it makes you who you are. For sure. And yeah. um, I think that's the beautiful thing about our friendship, Jen, is because we have seen you walk through this. But also, like, I, I, a hundred times I've heard you talk about the goodness of God throughout that process with your mom and, and even your relationship with the Lord and what he's continued to do in your life. So will you speak about what that looks like in your life? Absolutely. Um, my mom, I should take you back a really long way. My mom had a kidney transplant two weeks before my son was born. So Mm. it would be 16 years this December. And that gave her her life back. She would never have met her grandchild. She Mm. would not have had the last 15 years had God not laid it on a friend of hers heart to give her a kidney. I mean, just the entire story is nothing but a miracle. Wow. And she used that. That was her purpose on earth was to tell that story after it happened. She went and talked to nursing students about it. She shared it. She ministered to other women who were going through kidney failure and helped them, you know, deal with being on dialysis and preparing for a transplant. I mean, that was her purpose. Mm. And it was incredible to watch her flourish, you know, in that. Um, but that brought a lot of changes to our family, too. Sure. And she had, I wish I could remember the exact number. My dad knows something like 20 something surgeries after her kidney transplant. Wow. Because Ooh. the anti rejection drugs cause all sorts of things to go awry. So both of her hips, you know, she got osteoporosis, had to have hip replacements, a shoulder replacement, wow. all these different things. Um, she was more prone to getting pneumonia, things like that. And mm-hmm. you've got to be extremely careful because anytime you get some sort of sickness that would be okay for us, you know, you're on any rejection drugs and you don't have an immune system. Sure. Um, that eventually was, you know, what led to us losing her. She caught COVID and where the rest of us who might have been vaccinated or whatever, she had three vaccinations and it was like she had had none and mm-hmm. she caught it and her little body just couldn't fight it off. Yeah. Um, mm. But as horrible as that is, and it was horrible, I just see God's hand so clearly and so gently through the whole thing because something happened a few weeks before she died. My mom had a moment where she had just had a spine procedure and she had a bad reaction to it. Her blood pressure just bottomed out and she passed out at at the house and they thought she was having a stroke. Mm. So they put her in the hospital. My dad called me, 911, we're having a stroke. So we got in the car and drove to Mississippi Turns out she did not indeed have a stroke. She had a blood pressure episode. Mm -hmm. But then we were all there. 
And I got to, my grandmother was there. She got to spend the night in the hospital with her. I got to spend the night just one-on-one, just the two of us in the hospital. And we had great conversations and we were silly and she was feeling better at that point. So we stayed up till like two in the morning just talking. Mm. And now looking back, of course, that was my chance to say goodbye. Yeah, God gift wrapped a chance for me to say goodbye to my mom because I wouldn't have seen her otherwise. Um, wow. She got to see Marcus and Dean and we got to give her a hug and then we left. And two weeks later, she landed in the hospital with COVID. Mm. A week later, my dad called me and said, you got to get here because they're putting her on BiPAP. So um, that's like this step before the ventilator. Right. And my dad has a friend who has a friend and he was allowed to go into the room with her, mm-hmm. you know, in full PPE and everything. But he was able to go in the room. This was on a Thursday. He was in there with her while we were driving. We got to his house the same time he did. And we were sitting there watching TV and I got a text message from my mom that just says, I love y'all. And I wrote back, I love you. Cause I was going to go see her the next morning. And about 20 minutes later, we got a call from the hospital that they had had to put her on the vent and it was emergency because she couldn't breathe. Oh. And the next morning, my dad and I went in, and she coded in front of our eyes. She was under for 15 minutes. Mm. I was texting with Danielle the entire time this was happening. Um, And we thought we had lost her. They were preparing us. God sent us an angel on earth in that moment. Um, Her name was Roseanne, and she was a comfort nurse. She's an RN who roams the ICU and explains to the family what's happening in medical terms, but in terms that you can understand advocates for the family. Wow. She just appeared by my side and introduced herself and not any quicker than she had introduced herself, my mom coded. And she put her arm around me and around my dad and said, this is what's happening. This is what they're doing. Okay, it's time for us to go. And she turned us around and took us to another room. She sat, she went and got the chaplain who my dad knew. They prayed with us. She went back every two minutes and got us an update, asked us questions And then after 15 minutes, they got her back. So that was wild. We were still not allowed to go in the room. So we're doing window visits. We could go three times a day. And that's a helpless feeling to stand and stare at your loved one with a machine breathing for them Mm -hmm. and not be able to go and not be able to hold her hand. They did let us call and talk to her, and she would perk up a little bit when she heard our voices. Mm -hmm. Um, But that went on, and she deteriorated throughout the week. And we needed to make the decision um, of what was going to happen with her because on Thursday they told us she had no healthy lung tissue left. Wow. And so, you know, we talked to our family and everybody and decided that Friday was going to be the day. And it was just me and my dad. Roseanne was off that day, my angel. Because <laughs> oh. I'm like, so you'll be here. She's like, I will not be here. And she's like, Susan will be here. I'm like, I don't know Susan. I know. So, You're, her name is Susan not Angel Roseanne. <laughs> right? So, but we went in, had a wonderful little nurse who was playing worship music for her when we got there. And I'm like, all right, we're going to be okay. Aww. So we went in and they warned us. And they're like, this is going to be a really quick passing. It was not a really quick passing. It took about two and a half hours. And it was extremely difficult to watch. Um, oh, she had God. oxygen starvation. So, you know, there's sounds and bad things that you hear in hospitals that you'll never forget. Mm -hmm. A good, good friend of mine named Mandy had warned me the night before. She's like, I want to warn you that you're it's not going to be peaceful like you see on TV. So just prepare yourself for that. And I was really thankful she told me that. Mm -hmm. But she told me something else. And this is what anytime I see somebody going through this, I will always tell them. She's like, if you can, don't look away. 
and don't let go of her <laughs> because the greatest privilege of her life is holding somebody's hand when they see Jesus. Mm. And I was holding her hand when she saw Jesus. And the last song she heard on this earth was the goodness of God. <laughs> and that was such a testament to her life because he's been so faithful to her, to our whole family. Tissue. <laughs> I know, but I mean, it just, every single thing just lined up and we played that song for her and she was at peace and she slipped away. And I would not trade that moment for anything in the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what I see is that he allowed me to be there. Yeah. Um, I started a new, very big job this year that I prayed for for 14 years. And I look back and I'm like, that's why I didn't have that job yet. Because I could drop everything mm -hmm. and just be in that room with my mom and my dad. Mm -hmm. And I could stay there for two weeks and do only child things that, really stink when you don't have a sibling to go through that with you yeah but you know i mean just all of those things lined up my son does school online he was just able to go and do school in my parents house yeah you know my grandmother is still very able-bodied at i won't tell you how old she is um, <laughs> she would appreciate she that. Old. um but She's she old. was able to be She's there old. you know my husband is in a work situation where his colleagues understood and he was able to be there with us so i just look at it as such kindness from God that all of that fell together that we were just able to be there and experience what we needed to Yeah, for her. I don't know if she knew she was in the world at that point, but I know that we were there. Yeah. You, know? you know, one thing I did not realize um, when someone's passing or they're in that end stage, the last thing to go is their hearing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why you continue to talk and let them know that you're there. You play. Mm -hmm. There, you know, the, the song that's and incredible. Yeah, that is the goodness of God. It is. Mm -hmm. You know, I have been thinking a lot about um, th because we're in the New Testament and we're reading through about how Jesus, time after time after time, has peace in mm -hmm. every situation. And Lord knows, He's walked through it. Like He's dealt with betrayal. I mean, for for no reason, mm -hmm. but He always maintained peace. And where we're limited because we're human mm -hmm. and we do have the gifts of, we have the fruits of the spirit in us and we know that peace is one of those, but like that miracle of operating through peace in that, because it's not to say that you're not going to grieve. It's not to say that you're not going to have moments where there's a commercial that pops up or a TV show that comes through, or mm -hmm. there's a decoration on the Christmas tree that you wish was that person, but it's the peace because God says in his word that the Lord is near to those that are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. Mm -hmm. Like that's the peace that we can't give ourselves. Yeah. That's something that only our father can do. The scripture is lit up with just words of encouragement, yeah. but also truths when it comes to being close to the brokenhearted. And um, while it doesn't make sense to operate through peace and certainly we would struggle mm -hmm. um, because we don't see full picture. Yeah. But that we can operate through peace through this season mm -hmm. in the grief and in the joy. Well, you know, there's a scripture that's very, very similar to the one you just read. Um, Psalms 34, 18 is the one that's the Lord's near to the brokenhearted and saves the Christian spirit. But Psalms 147, 3 says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. And I think it. Well, this I hope y'all are enjoying your turkey today. <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but this is part of it. This is the most beautiful 
it's a hard, weird conversation, but it's be- beautiful. And we want people to have the freedom to feel both sides of all the things. Yeah. But when I think about the process of binding up a wound, it's not just like, okay, you're better now. It's spending time and it's caring for and it's dressing a wound and wrapping it in things. And it's it's nurturing. It's a tenderness. It is. And it's not necessarily fast. It's caring. And so when I think about the Lord's near to us when we're brokenhearted and he's um, healing us and he's binding our wounds. Those are all things that just, they, it takes time. And just to point back to a recent word we studied linger, you know what I mean? It just feels like a moment where you're not rushed and you're just there with the Lord. And that's what he is to us. And it, it, it's sometimes that peace doesn't come until hindsight and you can see where God showed up and you're like, oh, wow, yeah. why did I keep it together? Why didn't I throw things? Why didn't I act hysterically? And it's like, okay, it's because I knew that I'm not just holding my mom's hand as she passes. I'm holding her hand as she meets Jesus. And that's a whole different thing yeah. than watching someone go that you don't know Absolutely. what their eternity looks like. Absolutely. And, oh, yeah. it does just all point to being so thankful for the Lord. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think um, as you're going through and we're all sitting around the table with our family or friends, or maybe we're just sitting there by ourselves um, with an absence of maybe there's a relationship that needs to be repaired or you wish that someone was sitting at that table with you to shift your perspective and just remember it is a day. And while it is a day that is in front of you, find the joy in it, but also remember we are looking towards eternity. And to me, when Jesus talks about the peace and the comfort that mm-hmm. he, that God gives to us, um, the scripture in Revelation, when he says, and he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. No more death, no more sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no crying or pain. And it will be gone forever. And so to live in a place where there's just unending love and know that we're going to be there with our family mm-hmm. and with our friends, yeah. um, that it is the aspect of eternity. So as you're sitting there and like you're sitting next to someone that maybe rubs you raw, <laughs> it's an eternity, <laughs> it's an eternity perspective. Yeah. Right? Well, and what's so beautiful to me to think about full picture is that these situations hurt us so bad because they were beautiful presences, That's right. presences mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. And I would trade that, you know what I mean? I'd always rather walk through grief because of something like that because than to just love. have messed up, missed oh, out on it yeah. entirely. And gosh, that's just the goodness of our father just to give us all the, I mean, just to give relationships that are worth this deep grief. Mm-hmm. But that's the right. actions of, like you said, not moving on, but moving forward. Yeah is, well, how do we incorporate these people into our forever? Because they don't, you don't get over it. You don't heal. You just keep moving forward and incorporate that feeling and that loss into your new memories and your new traditions. And I know for us, the beach will forever be special because that's her place. Mm -hmm. I know Pepsi will always be special (laughs) because that's her drink. Mm -hmm. Like, at 2 a.m., I feel like I need to go make some coffee if I'm up, which is very rarely. But that was her time, and coffee was what she drank in the middle of the night. <laughs> the most random, but those kind of things are special now. Yeah. Like, what is it for you guys that, what are those little memories? Oat milk cream pies. And Pepsi. <laughs> and Pepsi. I never made that correlation oh, until funny. just now. 
what are you doing, Pepsi Company? Yeah. <laughs> oh, full of memories. What, what is it yes. for you, Jen, that pops up? And you're like, forever. Flamingos, for sure. <laughs> because we had like this whole family joke about flamingos. Um, when my mom was younger, oh my gosh, she would be mortified to hear me say this. <laughs> we used to pick on her and tell her that her legs looked like flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> is that mean? That's horrible. But then I started buying her flamingos, and she had a whole collection of them. And then she started buying them for herself. Oh, when we did she this summer, I wore her flamingo shirts. Yes, for the beach yeah. So that was cool. Um, so yeah, I bought that blow up flamingo. But like friends now buy me flamingos because they know. Aww. But I'll tell you, incorporating this loss into my worship has been something that has been so interesting. Mm-hmm. Right before we lost my mom, we introduced the song Echo Holy mm-hmm. for the first time. And it, uh, you said that day, I'll never forget it, Jen, that mm-hmm. um, this song is going to sound familiar. Mm-hmm. And everything in that song is basically like, hey, look, you know this song because this is it. This is the yeah. proclamation. Just Echo Holy is the Lord. you know, yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. So I remember that while we were sitting next to her being in my head. Mm. But then the first time we sang it at church afterwards and I always cry during worship anyway that's why I could never be on the worship team because I would get up there and be like nah. um, but I remember the first time that we sang it after she had passed away thinking about her singing, that, singing that song eternal song yeah. at Jesus's feet you mm-hmm. know and I was like that's cool because I feel like right now I'm very connected and having a worshipful moment with her mm-hmm. so that's one that always kind of heightens things because I'm driving the road and it comes up and I'm like, all right, mom, let's jam. You yeah. know, you know, I love that so much about worship because yeah. it is the one thing that we are communicating the same. We may not be able to be in the same room right. together, mm-hmm. but we are speaking the same language yeah. when we worship. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't so matter cool. if you're here yeah. or there, you know, it's just like I said earlier, that blur when someone's yeah. just gone, yeah. it's kind of like it blurs it again. And yeah. it's just a really sweet thing. Yeah. That's so good. I think the power in all of this is as you continue to walk forward is just finding those special moments to make it okay for them to just still be a part of what you're doing. And I feel like you've got to move through this holiday season as though it never happened, as though they were never here and just move on, but to incorporate them in. And if you're walking through loss and grief right this second, go ahead and make your mind. You're not canceling plans. They might look need to look different, Mm. but you are reaching out to family and friends. You're communicating with them. You're making plans known so they know the how, how they can check on you. Yes. Because isolation isn't going to help anybody. That is And so just true. speak. Yeah. Just say it. I, yeah. Listen, ladies, hear me. You better move forward with me in mind. When we're sitting at a... When y'all are sitting and I'm assuming... Whatever. I may go first. <laughs> y- y'all better be sitting around a table having a good cup of coffee talking about your friend Danielle. Like, yeah. The the wonderful Mr. Rogers said, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. And so mention yeah. and whatever, because you don't have to walk through it. And friends, that if you're not in a season where you're, you've, fortunately, you've not had to go through a season of grief, lend an ear mm-hmm. and just say, well, tell me more. Yeah. Just allow for that. That is excellent advice. Because I remember I had a friend once who had lost a child and she said, well, hurt worse is that nobody said his name. Because they thought oh. it would hurt her. And yeah. she's like, I want to talk about him. Yeah. You know, and that's the same. I love it when people bring up my mom because I'm friends with all her friends on Facebook now. And I love it <laughs> when they drop by my wall and say, you know, I was thinking about your mom today because I had a pumpkin spice latte yes. or I saw this and it reminded me of your mom. And that 
I love that. I love that yeah. she still comes to people's mind because she was so dear yeah. to so many people, yeah. you know? To yeah. keep living in that impact. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know, every day's not going to be okay. And that's okay too. Yeah. Because you are going to have those pits. You are going to have those days where you just want to lay around and cry a little bit and feel really funky. I remember this summer sitting there going, how am I expected to live like this? And all I wanted to do was talk to my mom about losing my mom. Yeah. I mean, that's weird, but I mean, that's who I needed in that moment, you know? Yeah. But, and those are the moments you just got to give it to the Lord. And yeah. so what do I do with this? Yeah, that's so true. I'll leave you all with this last scripture as we sign off. Um, just from Matthew 11. It's verses 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all who are laboring are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I just love that because you've just got to go to him. At the end of the day, you've just always got to turn your attention back on him, your mind, your heart, and let he's going to take your anxiety, your fears, your worries, your sadness, your grief, and your tomorrow. Yes. And just let it rest on him. Thanks for listening today. We hope you feel encouraged and stronger in your faith because of these conversations. We love our community of women and would love to see it grow. Can you do us a favor and share the podcast with one friend today that you know would love it? And if you're feeling a little extra sparkle today, give us a quick rating and review. Have a great rest of your day. And until next time, keep, keep growing. growing.